Hello. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to Flip the Switch. This is the podcast for the multifaceted and multi-talented. And today we've got someone very multifaceted and very multi-talented. <laughs> um, Tam, lovely to meet you. Lovely to meet you. Thank you for having me. That's okay. So what we do here on the podcast is we actually get you to introduce yourself. Okay. And the question of like, what do you do? can be quite difficult sometimes when you do lots of different things and you've been on that journey. So I'd love to know, Tam, what do you do? Sure, I am a full-time content creator. I'm in the self-development niche. I mainly focus on YouTube, but I create content on TikTok and Instagram. I balance my time with working with brands, sometimes UGC. I used to have my own business, which I'm focusing on moving on into next year and I'm also working on some secret projects <gasps> as well as launching a podcast this month. So you can add podcaster to my resume as well. Oh my gosh, I love it. So, so many different things. Mm. And I do feel like they are though all underlined by a mission and something that you are you feel really strongly about. Do you want to kind of talk about um, your kind of, where it all began for you in terms of your inspiration? Yeah, 100%. So when I was younger, I've all, I was always so creative. At 12 years old, I fully learned how to use editing software on a Mac. Mm -hmm. um, and I fell in love with that process. So I think I got into content creation, not because I cared about the content I was creating, because I just wanted to play with a camera and then edit something afterwards. Oh, wow. So I went through fashion content, beauty content, life, like I tried everything. <laughs> And then the self-development content really made sense for me because I was on my own personal journey. I feel like I have been since I was in my early teens. I really struggled with confidence. I struggled with creating the life that I wanted. So I found myself every day on Google, on YouTube. How do I be confident? How do I make friends? <laughs> and I was so used to consuming that content all my life. And a lot of the times feeling frustrated that I wasn't getting the answer that I wanted that when I was in my 20s, I thought I want to put that value and that content out there and fill that gap that I felt mm -hmm. so deeply when I was looking for those answers. Yeah. So you basically self-taught yourself. Yes. And did that really help then you to where you are now? Because I saw even like one of your YouTube videos of you showing like pictures of you like covering your face even. And that just like take yourself from like being so confident now. How has that journey been in that process? Like it can't, it was it easy or like, was it a really like tough learning journey for you? It was really tough. But looking back, I'm so glad and so blessed that it happened. I feel like I went through certain adversities a lot earlier than most people would experience. And at the time I thought I was so unlucky and I was like, why is this happening? But now I look back and I'm like, I'm glad because that's why I have something mm -hmm. to talk about today. I know what it's like to like date at an earlier age than most people get my heart broken before mm -hmm. my friends had even spoken to a guy. Yeah. Everything happened a lot faster for me. So a lot. So, so a lot. lot. Uh, so you basically turned your life story and all that adversity, all that challenge into, into good. Yes. And that is what I love to see. Like the social impact you're now creating is incredible. And going back as well, just to entrepreneurship. And like, it seems like you were a bit of an entrepreneur even growing up, like playing around with cameras, being creative, yeah. trying out new things and seeing if they work. And sometimes like great entrepreneurs, like you find a little problem and then you want to solve it. Um, where have, have you started any businesses over the years? What have you been playing around with? So I feel like I have been entrepreneurial my entire life. The thought of interviewing for a job mm -hmm. or having a typical nine to five job made me so anxious. I couldn't 
even describe it like from a very young age even when I was a teenager people would talk about finishing school and going into a job and the thought of that terrified me Mm. so my only answer to that was I don't know what I'm gonna do but it has to be by myself because I don't want to be in that environment and I didn't know why (laughs) so when I was 17 you know doing my a-levels I decided to set up my first business Mm -hmm just to dabble in it and see what I could do. It was a really good business to start because it was, my auntie was going to set up a jewelry business Mm -hmm. and she decided not to. So she had all of this stock left over. She gave it to me so I had no costs. I could just play around with it. Um, It wasn't successful. I didn't know how to do social media then. And I didn't sell a lot. I Mm -hmm. did a local pop-up shop in my hometown which was good for like confidence building I learned how to photograph products Mm -hmm. which is different from photographing yourself I learned how to set up a website create it from scratch so that was great and I just kind of said you know that was my one year of experience and then I went to uni and then after uni I graduated and I really wanted to do social media Mm full-time but I also wanted to put my hands in a lot of baskets like have that kind of backup plan because it's like so many ideas so many ideas (laughs) and I just wanted to protect myself as much as possible right because I moved back home and I told my family I'm gonna give myself six months to try and come up with my something on my own if I don't Mm -hmm. then after the six months I'll apply to a job so I was balancing all of the social media platforms and then I started a jewelry business again okay because I thought well I know how to do this Mm. and I know about the stock but now I know about social media so Mm. now it will work And I launched that early this year and this time actually went amazing. And the first collection sold out and the second collection sold out. So I've always had that desire in me. So that's something that we're going to see more of in the future? A hundred percent. Okay, great. So that's something that's going to evolve and grow. And that's something that you feel really passionate about, which is amazing. You're quite tied intricately into lots of different industries, it seems. Like fashion, you really care about. Like even beauty as well. Is Mm. that something that you really like? I think probably more fashion, lifestyle and self-development. Okay, so they're like your main kind of buckets. So it's like picking and choosing and kind of playing up and playing down those different parts, which is absolutely amazing. So what we're going to do, I think it might be time. We're going to flip the switch. We talked a little bit about where you're at, like where you've been on that journey in terms of entrepreneurship, um, playing around with the jewelry brand, which is amazing, and then moving into kind of content creation. And that's where we really want to stay in is understanding that journey of being a content creator. And for someone out there listening who may want to do the same and juggle lots of different things. We want to learn from you and hear from you. So we're going to flip the switch and talk about that side of your life. How did you learn those skills to be a content creator? I know you said that you're playing around with the camera. So you were very creative from kind of day one. But did you have to just get stuff out there and kind of, I find with content creation, you have to let go of perfection. And it's a really, really difficult thing because you sometimes feel like embarrassed that, you know, your neighbor's going to see your yeah. content or whatever. How did you learn to kind of um, become a good content creator? And also what does a good content creator mean to you? So I already had that foundation of knowledge with recording and editing. Yeah. And when it came to launching my YouTube channel in 2020 and recording my first video, I couldn't let go of that perfectionism. I recorded that first video, which you can still watch just to get mm. to know me q and I have seen it. <laughs> was really good that was my third take I recorded the video start to finish edited each and every one Mm -hmm. and still did it again um that took me two weeks to even get that first Mm -hmm. video out 
And that's okay. Like it was part of the process, but I realized, what did that really get me? Mm-hmm. A few hundred views. Okay, well, maybe if I spent that time practicing, recording more content, pushing it out, I could grow at a faster rate. And I just heard so many other successful people talk about it in their stories that you have to let go of the perfectionism. It's just another form of self-sabotage. Mm-hmm. You think you're doing yourself a favor and you're really not. You're really not. So I... It really coincided with my personal journey with confidence as well and letting go of other people's opinions. And new people I went to uni were watching it and my family. And I was like, I was starting to develop this sense of self-belief where I knew where I was going to be. Mm-hmm. And that allowed me to give up the perfectionism. I was like, as long as I get a video out every single week, it's fine. And I learned on the job. I made certain mistakes. I would constantly rewatch my videos from and try and put myself in someone else's shoes and think is Mm -hmm. that really interesting how can I improve then I got into scripting my videos and that process evolved with time as well so it was like a learn as you go yes were you trying to do the whole like get one percent better like each time basically yeah because it is so difficult because you just want to get to the end process don't you You just want to be like I want to be good I want to be up there but you have like it's that that process where you learn so much um how about like leaning into who you are like did you find it hard to like be yourself on camera or um I guess like having a camera in our face I know we have it a camera in our face right now but it can be difficult Mm. to like be yourself completely um when it doesn't feel natural um how was that journey of being kind of confident in front of the camera as well I feel like most people can see it with that first YouTube video I was very timid Mm -hmm. and whereas if you watch one of my recent uploads I'm like very in your face very energetic I talk like 100 miles per hour um because I think I was also just still figuring out who I was then Mm. and that went on for a long time I don't think it was until the beginning of this year that I actually started being fully authentically myself and that matched with this time frame where in January I thought I've been stuck on 2,000 subscribers for three years and Mm -hmm. something needs to change Mm -hmm. if I'm not getting the result I want why am I still doing the same thing every single day so I made a whole strategy on how I was going to do SEO and thumbnails and editing and the structure of my videos but also I had to look inwards at how I was presenting myself Um, and I think I looked a lot at my idols and who I enjoyed watching and why I enjoyed watching them it's because they had these bright passionate personalities and I knew I had that within me but I was trying to be too cool yeah so I had to kill that part And then that's what led. So this year, how much did you grow then? So in January, I was at 2,000 subscribers. Mm -hmm. And today in November, I am at 700,000 subscribers. Oh my gosh, wow. So that was you leaning into your true self. Yes. And when you did that and like, showed it to the world people relate which is amazing and but like it's so hard like in a way we are just holding ourselves back yeah and how did you like overcome that though like you stripped like was it that you just had to strip like any self-doubt away and just say like I am who I am if you don't like me don't like me did that lead to kind of negativity at all or like like that process must have been quite difficult like going Mm -hmm. from 2,000 to 700,000 people watching as well I think it came from a lot of ambition. Like I was Mm. like, this is what I want to do now. I know when I sit down to film, I actually enjoy this. So if I want to make this into a career, I have to give it my all. Um, I experienced a lot of self-doubt. I have my entire life. And that was definitely a journey. I remember I was like really, it was this time last year, November, 2022. I was really struggling with my self-doubt. And Mm. I was learning about inner child healing and being kinder to yourself because I was critiquing myself with every move and this was such a turning point for me I found a picture of myself at like five years old I put it stuck it up on the wall in my bedroom where I'd see it every day 
And every single time I was about to criticize myself, I would catch just a glance of it and I would stop myself. And just that is so small, but it became a habit every single day where all of that negative self-talk was finally shifting out of my vocabulary. And I was starting to trust myself more and be like, actually, you can do it. And you are that girl. And I think that had a massive effect on my energy and then how I presented myself on oh, camera. Oh, I see. So in a way, like the inner work then led to you- hundred percent. Outer, like- That just, is the answer. You're like shining and yeah. being- <laughs> And when you are released, you feel free. Yeah. Because I, I agree, I've been on that journey as well, self-discovery. And it took me years to like truly and fully be who I am. Yes. And, but like you do genuinely feel like this weight off your shoulder that you're finally not acting for like the sake of society mm. or other people or culture, whatever. Yeah. Did you ever feel pressure though to go down a specific route because of culture or society? I guess you've gone down, you're a disruptor, right? You're going down a route that is a new route in, in just in life uh, to be a content creator. Tell us more like how that has been like telling other people about what you do. Because I find personally, when I tell people what I do, I say I do all this stuff and they're like oh okay cool like they don't get it yeah have you received that definitely <laughs> in the beginning like I think I fully started pursuing content creation and influencing in 2020 mm -hmm. and it was lockdown so all of my family's eyes were on me because we yeah. were together all the time and I also I've lived with my grandparents my entire life so they're very traditional very South Asian they don't get it they do not get it and <laughs> my family would make fun of me Every day they'd be like, why do you have a tripod and you're taking pictures mm -hmm. of yourself? And it was a bit humiliating because my, I don't have any siblings, but I have first mm -hmm. cousins who are going down very traditional job routes, you know, yeah. accounting yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. So I felt like the failure in comparison. What if this doesn't work out? What if I still have to rely on my family financially in a year? Mm -hmm. This is going to be really bad. But also I was faking it till I made it. And I was like, whatever, you guys don't get it. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm going to make this happen. And then all of you are going to be like, wow, we were wrong. And that ended up happening ended in the end. Oh, I love it. But I think on the journey as well, like even when it comes to talking to your peers or people that you meet at events, me saying I'm an influencer, mm -hmm. I was so terrified to say it because there's so many negative connotations around that. But now I'm in a place where I'm like, yes, I am an influencer. And if you don't like that, that's absolutely fine. Yeah. But I know what I'm doing with the content that I put out is doing good and making a change. If you want to jump to that automatic um, assumption, that's fine. Then you're mm. not my person. And so I've really let into that. Like I am who I am. Whether you like it or not is not my problem. Yeah, yeah. And the right people will find you. Exactly. Which is amazing. Tell me more about like what you're trying to do. Like, is there an end goal of like who you're trying to help, how you're trying to help them? Because I know you help them in through content, right? But through multiple ways. Is it through courses and through videos, all these different, uh, audio even. Um, tell me more. So it started with videos because I feel like that's accessible for everybody. I never thought I would do podcasting, but I got so many requests for it that I made my YouTube videos available in audio format. Mm -hmm. And the demand for my content and also the messages that I receive every single day from people explaining how my content has resonated with them really changed my mindset. Because I feel like you don't fully understand the impact you're having until people tell you about it. Because a lot of the time I'm talking about things that I've already lived through. Mm -hmm. So I don't really understand how important the topics I'm talking about are. And that made me realize I should be putting more time into this. Is making a whole other topic, another piece of content every week gonna be difficult? Yes, but if it's gonna help more people, then so be it. Mm -hmm. And if it's gonna grow my personal brand and allow there to be more eyes on the topics I'm talking about, mm -hmm. then, then it's worth it in the end. Because 
having gone through life being so unconfident, not being able to speak to people, settling in romantic relationships because I didn't believe in myself. I would hate to see another generation go through that again. Mm -hmm. And I wish that I had my older self to tell yeah. me like, actually, no, maybe you should try this. So if I can just help one or two girls avoid going through the same mistakes I did, then yeah. I'm doing the right thing. Um, as for courses, I'm not sure. I feel like I'm focusing on the video and the podcasting right now, but I know it's going to continue to evolve as I okay. go on. Mm -hmm. Just like this time last year, I was not doing this, mm. but it's completely changed. Everybody, anytime anybody asks me, what's your plan or where do you see yourself this time next year? Every single time I go, I don't know. And I'm so glad I don't know yeah. because whatever I'm meant to be, I'm going to get there. Yeah, so exactly. There's no need to put pressure on it as well. Because yeah. if your life can change so much in a year, exactly. what's going to happen next 100%. year? And also it's like going where life takes you, yes. which is quite nice. It's like leaning into the unknown, which is really hard, <laughs> really hard to do. What energizes you about your career? Because you've managed to create this kind of dream life in a way do you have a vision board is that something yes that, yeah so your big vision border you know what's crazy <laughs> actually I was looking at my vision board the other day and I made this September last year and I took a picture of a microphone that looked exactly like this and I put it on my vision board but I remember when I was sticking it down I was like I don't even know why I'm sticking this down because I don't want to be a podcaster but I just thought you know what? no I'm doing this because I want to be in more interviews I really want to practice mm -hmm. public speaking that's a big goal for me to now signing a deal with a very big company to launch my podcast this month. Yeah. And I remembered that I put that microphone down there and I'm like, this is crazy. Cause it wasn't even something I was intentionally mm -hmm. thinking about. And now it's going to be such a big thing for my career. I'm so excited. I'm big on vision boarding. Okay. So watch this space yes. on more happening with the microphone. And it is funny how, when you look back and see something that you wouldn't even have taken account of mm. is like happening for you which is amazing. And I'm so happy for you that this is all is all happening. I want to talk about you love quotes is something that I noticed from YouTube, your YouTube channel, mm -hmm. like, you're definitely big on saying really inspirational things. And one of the quotes that I picked up was, um, you need you need to be inspired by the fear of being average. I really love that. Is that something that you wish you told yourself then your, your kind of past self? Yeah, is that something you say to yourself now? When I was growing up, I was so concerned with fitting in and wanting to be like everybody else. Mm. And that's gone on for years and years and years. And it wasn't until very recently that I realized if I go to an event and I don't feel like I fit in or I'm not going to be friends with this big mm. clique group of people, mm -hmm. that's fine. Like, I'm so glad that I'm not normal. Or I've gone through certain experiences that make me unique in a way where not everybody is going to understand me because that manifests itself in so many other great ways in my life through my career and what I get to speak about and how I connect with just a few people even if my circle is a few people large like we have such a deep connection yeah. because I've lent into the fact that I don't need to fit in with everybody mm -hmm. and um, in terms of being average as well it's motivates me to fulfill my full potential okay yeah. yeah so like you know like you're operating here and you can just like push yourself yes. to like because that's what I love about being self-employed is like how it's limitless effectively whereas a nine to five can have a ceiling I mm. guess with the growth that you can get to and you can kind of get stuck and is that something you've always wanted to do is like work for yourself always yeah for as long like I think I was like seven when I decided like <laughs> I have to work for myself I don't know how yeah but I have to do it so it's like something that was always on your plan yeah you're gonna get there somehow yeah. this has been the form that it's ended up being yeah. which is incredible personal brand can be something 
that is really difficult. I think a lot of people are trying to create a personal brand and slowly but surely trying to work out who they are as well along the way. Um, I'd love to hear if you have any learnings on how to create a unique personal brand, one that fits you as well. We're told a lot of the time to fit into a niche. And this podcast is very much about leaning into just being yourself and whether that manifests into doing lots of different things. I think that is amazing and that's great. So I'd love to hear like your tips on how to create a good one. (laughs) I think you said it perfectly there because I struggled with that question for so long. What even is a personal brand? Mm. How do you build it? I don't know. And in the end, all I really did was lean into who I am and what my core values are and then build the brand around that. There are certain things you need to do with niche like, make sure there's this uniformity through all of your Mm. platforms. There are so many things that I'm passionate about. I love fashion and I've had to push that to the side to cater to my audience's needs. Um, And like I recently set up a second YouTube channel, a vlog channel where Mm. I talk about my life and fashion and anything I want to talk about because Mm. I recognize my main channel is as big as it is Mm -hmm. because I'm niching down on self-development And are some of these people going to want to know about my life? 100%. But I also know a lot of them don't care. They are just there to have their questions answered. And I want to keep that space for them. Mm -hmm. All of the other content, I'll move elsewhere. And so, yeah, you need to have that consistency with all of the content you do. But ultimately, I think it's about doing what you love, bringing your values into it and your authentic personality. A lot of people make the mistake of trying to do a personal brand, but then also trying to replicate what somebody else in their niche is doing. And it's like, but we need what you're doing. Like, yeah. what are you going to bring that doesn't already exist in the world? Even if it's as simple as your tone of voice, mm-hmm. the way you explain something, the energy you bring, the editing style. That's so interesting. Yeah, because we look up to so many inspirations, yeah. but it's easy to kind of copy them. And mm. actually, we want to move away from that and actually just lean into I'm who I am yeah. and and that's it. And I love that you were saying that about like, it's like compartmentalizing the sides of your life. And having that second YouTube channel where you can be a bit more free in what you say. Because I guess, will that attract then a different audience? Yes. And so have you been like working out like who your audience is and how you can cater them? Because if you've grown so much in, how is it, where are we now? November. Yeah. So in like 11 months, that growth, have you been understanding who your kind of, who even is watching as well? That's been really hard. Like you have your analytics, but also you want to know why are they watching and what Mm. are they going through and what are what bits of information are they taking away? Um, But I'm really lucky in the sense that people will send me so many long messages on DMs Mm -hmm. as to what in particular is helping them. I recently like put out a Google form Mm -hmm. for people to to write just one, if I could help them with one transformation, what is it? And I I honestly didn't know what I was going to get. I got a few different answers, but the most popular one was confidence. Interesting. So now I know to lean more into that. And I think that's really useful, like actually talking to your audience, mm-hmm. responding to the comments, making sure you understand what they want to get out of your So content. it's like moving away from like transaction. Yeah, I think kind of giving when people want to be content creators, there's a lot of selfish content out there mm-hmm. of like, this is what I'm doing and this is my day in the life. But you have to realize nobody cares about you until you're really big. Yeah. yeah. And some people might think I'm really big because I have 700K. I don't think people mm-hmm. care about me. It's a very small number and mm-hmm. that's okay your first priority should be the amount of value that you bring to your audience. Say if someone is starting today and someone listening is like, I'm going to start my YouTube channel. I'm going to start my personal brand and start posting more. Um, Do you have any advice that you wish that you'd known at this time? Don't care about the numbers. Don't care about the growth. 
go tunnel vision on the value that you bring to other people's lives and everything else will fall into place. Because when you get so obsessed with, I want this person to watch this video and leave feeling so satisfied mm -hmm. and full of so much new knowledge, people are going to love you and all of those numbers are going to come naturally. Mm -hmm. And you're going to build up your skill as well in the process and your personal brand will grow quicker because now people trust you because oh, you okay. care about them, not just what you can get for yourself. Mm -hmm. So that is great advice that we can really... It's really tangible as well that someone can just like kind of set aside all of that, um, those barriers and obstacles that are in their heads as well. Mm. Like sometimes you just got to get out of your head and just do it. And I think there's a lot of like thinking versus doing of like, oh, I really want to be, you know, uh, um, ha have a personal brand or I really want to be an influencer, but like people won't do and take the action. Yeah. So it's like really good to like just tough love <laughs> of like, just do it, go just out it. and get there. How have you found managing everything so there are so many different like pockets and so many different skills like I guess you're leveraging so many different skill sets from video editing filming audio all this different stuff like scripting and research itself can take a long time yeah <laughs> how do you deal with that um have you ever reached burnout before how have you overcome it and like kept in good spirits I am so big on my organization mm -hmm. and I take it so seriously so that I can have my rest and avoid burnout. I honestly think the last time I experienced burnout was university. So okay, yeah. over a year, two mm -hmm. years ago. Mm -hmm. And when I did, that's when I got into my organization and I've carried on certain practices from university into now and it saved me. Wow. So my holy grail is my calendar app on my MacBook. Yeah. And I have all of these different colored calendars for every single thing I have to juggle in my life. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes if someone asks me, what do you juggle? I actually forget because it's like <laughs> eight, nine or 10 things. So I have it all there. And then every single Sunday I plan out my week mm -hmm. and I put all these time blocks in and then just visually from the colors, I can see what's getting the most time. Yeah. I also made it a priority at the beginning of the year. Every single Sunday, no work is allowed. Oh, great. That is a whole yellow block. Yellow is rest. So it's rest. <laughs> it's give myself a manicure, mm -hmm. oil and wash my hair, like all of that thing, like uh, plan out the week. That's really kept me on top of like, if the week is getting stressful, I know Sunday I get to do what I want. Yeah. I can just lay on the sofa and watch Netflix all day. Mm -hmm. um, and then like Mondays will all be red. So mm -hmm. it's like script a video, edit a video, film a video, Tuesday as well, like edit, um, submit a video to a brand, be in meetings. Wednesday will be like cr creation for IG and TikTok. Mm -hmm. Thursday and Friday are blocked out for my secret projects, which I can't say, but like everything <laughs> is very- So it's very like, um, it's color blocking in terms of your projects. And do you find any tips for, do you know, like with calendar blocking, like I find I need to spend like minimum half a day to a day on one project. Otherwise it can, I can lose my flow state and just like, switch to a task it might take a lot of energy yeah so, so do you find then actually like sticking to a day a, a thing yeah can be really helpful so all of my youtube work is blocked together at the beginning of the week so mm -hmm. by tuesday it's all done friday's mm -hmm. video is done um my vlog for my second channel should be done and the end of the week is more all of the secret projects which actually have nothing to do with filming and are very different mm -hmm. and i have to kind of think with a different part of my brain oh, so it's easier to flow when you have similar tasks bunched together okay so that's a good tip like keep all of those skills in one yeah I guess if you're doing multiple skills as well it's too much isn't yeah. it I'd like to talk about 
other parts of your life that we haven't covered, I guess, today. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else that you find really interesting or you might do as a hobby that you don't necessarily get to talk about? Because now you've built this brand out of self-development. Is there something that is interesting to you that you really love? I think film, because that was my first ambition when I was 10 I wanted to get into it when I was 12 I was like I'm gonna do this when I was 15 I wanted to go to film school and I didn't do any of as it as in become like an actress or no like behind the oh, camera behind the camera like okay. I either wanted to direct films yeah. or make music videos something along along those lines and that's why I even got into the content creation just to be able to play with cameras and editing I think going forward if I could get to the point where I could hire an entire team because it's getting difficult doing everything on my own <laughs> and especially if I want to up the production value have a few people there with different cameras Mm -hmm. and make my videos into more of a production where I can really get into the storytelling even if it's on the same topic of confidence Mm -hmm. that would be a dream wow okay so just like evolving it evolving it into like a bigger just going bigger yes which I love (laughs) that's what we want and more more creativity (laughs) okay and bringing the creativity in because I guess there's only so much you can do with the amount of time that you can do so it's actually like delegating and when we delegate we elevate like I'm so about that that. (laughs) (laughs) um so that's amazing and is there anything else that you want to share that you feel like is important to you because you've talked about well-being which I think is really nice and actually balance which I don't think we talk about enough sometimes it we see all the shiny successful stuff and people just like go 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 and it's really nice to hear that your Sunday is that day where you can just relax yeah. you don't have to move you yeah. know <laughs> I literally don't it's the best yeah best and what about week. seeing friends as well and like um maintaining a social life because when you throw that into the mix of like I've got to see my friends a couple of times a week my family mm. you want to go traveling like all these different things is that something that you really prioritize as well I never used to I'm getting really good at it now so that is also another color in my calendar that's blue social Love plans <laughs> and I've learned a really good hack where if I have a full day of filming a YouTube video sometimes my perfectionism will creep in and it Mm -hmm. will take me six hours to film a 20 minute video because I'm longing it out so on those days every single Tuesday I make sure I have a social plan in the evening because if I have something to look forward to and I also know I have to leave the house by this time okay I fly through the task I get it done so much faster and then I also get to just rest and just recover in the evening and talk to a friend and I feel like that's helped keep me sane and it's really good for my mental health to talk to people who also like, they get it. Mm-hmm. And it's such a good idea because I find as well, deadline, giving yourself a false deadline. So good. And then you'll just, you'll just do it. Otherwise, if you have two weeks to do yeah. it, you're just not going to do it. And you work from home and it's like you have an infinite amount of time to complete tasks. Yes. If that task can only take two hours, you'll fill up the entire you'll week You'll fill up the it. whole yeah. time. So I love that. It's a really, really good tip. Well, how can we find you? How can we get involved? Where can we find out all about everything that's going on in your life? I am at Tamcore on all platforms. Um, you can search me on Spotify and Apple Music for my new podcast, which is coming soon. Oh my God. Should I say what the title is? Are you allowed? <laughs> You can find me on Apple Music and Spotify for my new podcast, which is called Self Obsessed. Oh, I love it. Yay. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.